The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Red Nation, to the Red Nation podcast. And I am your host, Red Greg. Welcome to the show. I hope everybody enjoyed their 4th of July celebration. God bless America. Sure. We also have a happy birthday. That's right. Happy birthday, Al Davis. We'll hit on that and more things here on show 199. I got one thing to say, Raider Nation. Raider Nation celebration. That's right. August 10th. Be there. Time, I'm not sure of yet. They haven't put that out. But if you can be there on the night of August 10th and check out the Raiders, it's a great thing. They got legends of the game, um, signatures. You got to see all the three Super Bowl trophies. Raiderettes. Get there. It's really fun. It's a great family thing. You got to do it. We've done it every year. And that is cool. One more thing I'd like to mention here is Raider Mecca. If you're going to plan on a trip here to come to the game time opener, you should check out RaiderMecca.com. They have a, this event. It's pretty cool. It's it's uh, for Raider fans only. It's from September 7th to September 9th. And if you can scrape up the money to get tickets for the game, that's even better. Um, but the Raider Mecca is a separate thing. You get a tour of the Alameda facility. You get the party down on the East Side Club, which is really very cool. That's a great thing there. And also, they have a tailgate on the game on the 8th. You should check that out, RaiderMecca.com. Great thing. And also, you'll be there in the parking lot. We can get on over there and get some film. So let's get on to show 199. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know about my city? The city of Oak. Oh, don't you know? Do you know about my city? The city of Oak. Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. On this show, of course, we're going to hit Happy Birthday, Al Davis. Al Davis turns 79. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. Long live, Al Davis. We're also going to hit on. Raider Nation Podcast, Fantasy Football League. I want to talk a little bit about that. It's full, but uh, I got to hit on that for sure. And the three-headed monster. Another story about our running back core. It's pretty doggone awesome if you look at it. Michael Bush, D-Mac, and Justin Fargus. What a triple threat. It's awesome. We're going to hit the bone line, of course, and our Raider Nation Podcast comments forum section. We're going to talk about you guys. Yes, the forum members who hit the forums and make it happen here at the Red Nation Podcast. What you are at, who you are about, where you came from, how you became a Raider fan, and all that. So, without further ado, happy birthday, Big Al Davis. Even as a young guy, I dreamed that someday uh, I had a dream that I would build the finest organization in professional sports. And uh, the opportunity came to me in the early 60s to take the Raiders and make that into the finest organization that professional sports has ever had. I dreamed that, uh, that we would have the finest players, finest coaches, greatest coaches. We'd play in the greatest games and have the greatest plays. 
Raider Nation podcast would like to wish a very, very happy birthday to Al Davis, owner, operator, extraordinaire of our Silver and Black Oakland Raiders. Yes, of course, Al Davis is 79. Who'd have guessed it? Hall of Famer, pioneer of the NFL, and renegade owner, turns 79 on the 4th of July. What a befitting birthday for the great leader of the Oakland Raiders and the Raider Nation. The only owner in the 32 teams to serve the league as a player personnel assistant, an assistant coach, a head coach, and a league commissioner, finally an owner of an NFL franchise. No other owner has put so much blood, sweat, and tears into the NFL other than Al Davis. Al Davis has been on the cutting edge of executive training and promotion in both race and gender. Don't forget the Princess of Darkness, the number two in the Raiders organization. God bless Al Davis and God bless America on the 4th of July. And I just want to say this. Happy birthday to you, Al Davis. Now, I dug this up from The Raider Take, Sean of The Raider Take, a great blogger, uh, the most cerebral. But I always refer to this during Al Davis's birthday because I just think it's befitting. So I'm going to go ahead and read this and hope I don't destroy it, which I normally do. So let's see if I can do it. I hope. As a diehard Raider fan, I'm a regular recipient of I hate Al Davis remarks. Usually these come from people who root for, yes, the 49ers, or some other lame team, or those who have just blindly bought into the media's Raiders equal evil equation. When asked to back it up, they usually give one of these three reasons why they hate Al Davis. Al Davis moved the Raiders to Los Angeles. The L.A. move was indeed a bummer. Brutally. But they've been back in Oakland now for 10 years. Last I checked, the Colts weren't back in Baltimore, the Ravens weren't back in Cleveland, and the Cardinals weren't back in St. Louis, to name a few. It's not like Mr. Davis is the alone and looking out for number one, but at least he returned to Oakland. So get over it. Here's a second reason people hate Al Davis. Al Davis is a dinosaur in the game. And the game has passed him by, and he should just hang it up. Well, the last I checked, the Raiders have gone to a Super Bowl in four of the past five decades, including one just a few years ago in 2002. Looks to me like Mr. Davis has kept damn good pace with the game of football. When I hand over my $80 to catch a game at the Coliseum, I'm glad it's going to be someone smart enough and willing enough to reinvest it in playmakers like our recent D-Mac and Jamarcus Russell. Al Davis is a ringleader of a pack of thugs known as the Raider fan base, a.k.a. the Raider Nation. 
If you want to sit near a cappuccino-drinking grandmother in a temperature-controlled Edward Jones dome while the Rands run around on a piece of carpet, go right ahead. Just don't call it football. Yes, Raider fans are vocal and colorful, which is ultimately a reflection of the authenticity, passion, and staying power that Mr. Davis represents when it comes to football. But Raider fans are not thugs, although there are some bad apples in any crowd. And if you actually come to one of the games, instead of talking ignorant smack, you discover this for yourself. That's no doubt. Now, happy birthday, Mr. Davis. I love Al Davis. So does Sean, and for obvious reasons, Mr. Davis has gleaned the respect of the Raider fans and the Raider Nation for a long time. Who owned the team before Al Davis? Can you tell me? Hmm. Well, the problem here is, who will own it after Al Davis? I've heard people say, I can't wait till Al Davis is gone. The game has passed him by. Wait till he's six feet under. I've heard them all. But those very people with those comments will all be holding onto their throat if something happens to him because who knows the next step after Al Davis. I alone, I not alone, but I and Sean and other Raider fans feel the same way. That very offseason, Al Davis puts down the money the tune of $170 million this offseason, I believe, to make sure that when you pay your money, your 80 bucks for the seat or whatever, you're going to have an opportunity to see a game played at the highest level with the best athletes on the field. Okay, the Fantasy Football League, folks. We got one going on, the Raider Nation podcast, Fantasy Football League. Today we salute you, Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Every year you assemble your closest friends to prepare for another season in the knockdown dragout world of make-believe football. Fourth and inches. You were born with the one skill every manager needs to play fantasy football. Absolutely no skill playing real football. Not so good at catching. Imaginary catches. Imaginary touchdowns. Next up, an imaginary score with an imaginary woman. The Raider Nation Podcast, Fantasy Football League, Raider Mike, the Raider legend. All you guys are in there. There's a whole bunch. Check it out on the Raider Nation Podcast forum. It's pretty cool. And I'm going to kick all your asses. You too, Bald Raider. He's in there too. And we're going to rock and roll here pretty soon. I've never done fantasy football, so I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. So uh, it'll be interesting just for me. There's a whole bunch of pros, I'm sure, that are in the wings that are waiting to kick my ass as well. So whatever. I'll tell you this. Whatever. Let's get to the story. The Three-Headed Monster. Baby, we were 
Michael Bush, D-Mac, and Justin Fargus. Just think about our running back cores, ladies and gentlemen. Think about the excitement that will be brought to the Coliseum on Sunday when we go to see the three-headed monster. These cats are going to rock. Our offensive line is looking better by the day, and the Tom Cable magic just keeps on a rolling. I'll tell you this, though. We did have Lamont Jordan and Dominic Rhodes, so it wasn't like we had a bunch of, you know, chumps in there. However, Rhodes didn't really materialize until the end of the season, and Lamont really never did materialize into the running back he was supposed to be. So it seemed to me at one point we had so many running backs and the backfield was so much money invested, it was pretty scary. We've come down to three, and it's pretty doggone cool to see. Running backs, of course, you got all the, the situations that's going on there. The running backs have to eat the clock. There's certain styles of running back. There's different things that happen. Now, I want to remind you that in the 70s, we had a great running back attack. Now, the late 70s, of course, we had Mark Van Egan, a sturdy, hard runner. After he ran for 818 yards in 1979, Davis brought in Kenny King to help him out. Van Egan also had an 800-plus yard season following season. That's true. Kenny King got 761 yards a couple years later. Van Egan was gone with King in position. A few years later, a rookie named Marcus Allen was tabbed by the Raiders. And, of course, a USC grad. And then the position of running back became incredible. Now, of course, the running duo of Bo Jackson and Marcus Allen had to be one of the best in Raiders history. Those two together combined with some of the greatest games and greatest events as far as Raider home games you could possibly imagine. Of course, there was that thing with Al Davis and Marcus Allen, and that's just a negative ending to such a fantastic thing. And he went to the Chiefs, and he kicked our ass. It was terrible to see. But... (laughs) There you go. That's the Raiders for you. I'll tell you this, though. When Bo Jackson ran and Marcus Allen ran together, the tandem was a great tandem. Now we have the triple threat. We have Michael Bush that's coming off an injury season, and he's just itching to play. This kid, for all intents and purposes, has been called the workhorse of this offseason and should be considered so. The guy wants to play a game. He wants to get in there. He's been in shape. He knows the playbook, and he knows it a whole lot better than D-Mac. He's going to get an opportunity to shine, of course, with D-Mac in the back. We're going to have a great triple threat with our consistent runner, Justice Fargus. Now, of course, I told you about Tom Cable and the offensive line. It looks, folks, like the line's going to be gelling pretty good this offensive season. Ah, let's hope 08 opens up a whole bunch more holes than 07 did. Because Justin Fargus hit the 1,000-yard mark, and that's pretty good. Now you have the talent of the other two. D-Mac can catch a ball in the flats, relieve pressure off Jamarcus Russell. The running attack from the three-headed monster is going to be brutal. We have the brute, Michael Bush, with his weight 250. 250, coming at you like a freight train. Bo Jackson-esque. I can see the straight arms right now. People falling to the wayside. There's going to be a lot of 
oohs and ahs at the Coliseum. You could bet that. And the finesse running of Marcus Allen. You can just see it. You can see D-Mac cruising through the line, making cuts. Boom. Booyah. I'm out of here. Touchdown. Can you believe it? I can believe it. The three-headed monster is going to be the crew for the Oakland Raiders in the 08 season. I think these three guys are going to get more press. I'm telling you, more press than a Chinese laundry. So you can see it. I can say it. It will be so. The three-headed monster is coming to town. And the Raider Nation is going to have a hell of a time watching it. And that's all I got to say about that. Okay, we have a surprise. Yes, a surprise. Not really a surprise. Yes, we have an asshole of the month. Michael Lombardi, longtime employee, eight years of Al Davis, living off the Al Davis trough and looking at him, he looks like he's been at the trough with the jowls on his face. Popping off about the dysfunction, yes, once again, of the Oakland Raider organization. He goes on to say about how it was a real education. He learned what to do, what not to do. I guess you could do that at any company. The art of game management, he said that he learned. And so he talks about the positives and negatives about game management. And he uses as a positive, of course, the Patriots, the Chargers. <laughs> Go figure. He talks about the Patriots offense. He talks about Parcells. But right away, when he talks about the negative and organizational structure and management of a game, he goes off on, you guessed it, the Oakland Raiders. And young, new head coach, Lane Kiffin, made a mistake. Yes, he did. He made a mistake, but it didn't cost the organization the millions of dollars that Michael Lombardi did during his haphazard contract negotiations, problems that we've had with this character. Thank goodness he's gone and yes, I'll be the first to say that there could be some dysfunction in the Raiders organization. I will say that for sure. But I'll tell you what, if I was at the trough of Al Davis for eight years, collecting a salary, being taken care of very well, mind you, because he takes care of his people, Al Davis does. And the first thing you do is turn around and in a blatant article, blast your ex-team and owner for something as trivial as a new coach's mistake, Michael Lombardi, you are the asshole of the month. Yes, you're an A-S-S-H-O-L-E, and don't you try to blame it on me. You deserve all the credit. You're an asshole Okay, all you boneheads, it's time for the bone line. <laughs>
I love it. Okay, Raider fans, here we go. The bone line. 1-800-620-7181 Throw the nation a bone, throw me a bone, get on there and throw your bones. If you don't like your first recording, do it two, three, five times. I don't care. We'll pick out the best one. Don't be shy. How could you be shy? You're a Raider fan. No, we're all loud and proud. Get on the bone line because we got some guys shouting it out right here. We got some great takes, and here they are. From the nation to your station. This is HBAC Miller again, Raider Greg, out here in Lake Elsinore. Can't wait, can't wait for the season to start. Me and my sons, Nate Dog and Little Jay, we're going to be repping up Raiders out there. So hard, you won't even be able to see nothing but silver and black. You better not let no dark hoes come over in my spot. Yeah, here my boy wants to say hi. Hi. Yeah, Raider Nation in this bitch. All right, HVAC Mela at Lake El Senor. How's the lake doing? Is it dried up? <laughs> I haven't seen it in so long. I don't know what it's like there anymore. And Nate Dog, the Raider family. Loving the Raiders, waiting for the season, and you better believe there ain't going to be no rock hose in your place, buddy. There ain't going to happen. They don't even wear their stuff. Some of them are brave, but most of them hide like the dogs that they are. Thanks for the bone line, brother. Keep them coming. What's up, Raider Nation? David Casper here, no relation to the ghost, here on the bone line giving props to Raider Greg and Randy for giving the nation a voice and an outlet. The barrier radio markets are flooded, as you know, with lame 40 whiner bullshit. Is Alex Smith going to start? What about Sean Hill? Who gives a shit? I turn my radio off, I plug my iPod in, and I listen to the uncensored, the commercial-free Raider Nation podcast. You guys kick ass. I'm looking forward to the first preseason game against the Santa Clara Winers. We're going to have a kick-ass time, and we'll definitely be starting off the season right, fellas. The debut of DMAC, Jabril Wilson, D'Angelo Hall, and many others in the silver and black, what could be better? If you don't got a ticket, Raider Nation, make sure you get one and put your ass in a seat. Raider Nation celebration, I can't wait for that as well. Anytime you're surrounded by fans of the silver and black, I mean, what more can you want? Football season can't get here soon enough. Once again, I love the show. I've been listening for some time now and thought I'd make my first call to the bone line. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Go Raiders. David Casper. That's right. David Casper is definitely on the list. He is going to be the star of the very first of the season, Raider Nation videocast. We're going to get on in there, and I'm not going to tell you what's happening. I'm going to show you what's happening and show you what this cat does. He's a great singer. Obviously, he's going to be singing the national anthem for our preseason game opener, or I'd like to call it more like an exhibition game opener against the 41. <laughs> yeah, those guys across the bay. And he's a cool dude, and we're going to check it out. It's going to be great. Thanks for the props, brother. I appreciate it immensely. And that is so true about the Bay Area. That's one of the major reasons I started this podcast was just because I could not get my fix 
on the Raiders right here in the Bay Area. So what happened? What happened was this. I started my own. I, I said, forget about it. I'm going to talk about the Raiders even if they don't want to. It's funny in the Bay Area, man. Everything's Niners and Giants. The A's and the Raiders, they get no respect. That's the way it is. But David Casper is the bomb, a great contributor to the podcast. You will see him, like I said, on our first RaiderNationVideoCast.com video of the 2008 season to victory. Let's hope and pray. Thanks for the bone line, brother. Hello, Raider Nation. Greg and Randy. It's Raider Call again from Dublin, Ireland. Hope everybody is well. I'm going to keep this brief, but I've been doing some thinking. And I think there are two areas of the team that we need to see a big improvement from this season. As a team, we could go 9-7 and seven or as low as 5-11. and 11. You know, let's be realistic. But I think there are two areas of the team that we need to see improvement from. Firstly, our defensive line has got to do something about stopping the run. Our personnel haven't really changed, so it's up to the players we have and our coaching. If Tommy Kelly is an injury-free season, then I think we will see improvement in our defensive line play. Otherwise, yeesh. Thanks, Greg. Secondly, our receivers in recent times have been dreadful. The numbers back this up. I want to see speed and separation this year to make life easier for Jamarcus. Drew Carter could be the difference maker and not, as it turns out, Champagne Walker. Ronald Curry could have could have be the could be the key under the middle if Carter causes problems with defenses with his speed. Zach Miller also. If everything works to plan, then we will have a solid season. It's as simple as that. Finally, Greg, do you have any thoughts on who our starting offensive line will be this season? Will Kwame Harris start at left tackle? Will we see Jake Rowe at centre or indeed John Wade, perhaps? I've got a lot of confidence anyway in our, in our offensive line as uh, Tom Cable and his coaching staff uh, will get the best out of whoever starts. Well, that's all for me for now. Hope you guys are well. Thanks for all the updates from Alameda, and take care, guys. Raider Call comes in. Raider Call comes in big time. Very sharp Raider fan in Ireland. Um, well, the D-line, I know you have some concerns about the defensive line, as does everybody. Now, you know we've been looking at Grady Jackson or Sam Adams to bring him back. And I think if we get anybody, we should definitely go for Jackson because he did play for the Jaguars. They have a pretty brutal defense to begin with. If he can hang with them for a season, then you know he's got something going on. If we have to take any one of them, I would do that. Of course, you know, you, you do remember that Sad Adam, Sam Adams went over to the Broncos and was cut this year. So I don't really want him back. I think he's just uh, not as good a player as, as Adams. I mean, as Jackson. And, well, that's all I got to say about that. Now, as far as separation of our wide receivers, you're damn straight. We got none last year. I just don't think there was the passion in the game. I think now we have some young blood and some skilled players in the position. Yes, Javon, I'm using a walker, walker, <laughs> brother, and his escapades. Say what you will, but he's a good receiver, and he did get separation. That's what it is. And hopefully he can teach his Drew Carter kids some tricks, and we can have a serious game. What's going to open up the passing game, though, and allow those receivers to be a little more free is our running game. When you have defensive backs that have to look both ways, not only for the pass, but be aware of the run, it sure does give you a little bit more room 
when in the passing game, especially with those those real quick passes right off the bat. I'm telling you right now, the slant the slant routes will be all over. They won't be able to cover our guys because they'll get separation because they'll be looking for a run. That's an excellent thing, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, I like the way you call Walker Champagne Walker too. That's very very cool. I think that's funny shit. So, thanks for the bone line, man, and thanks Raider Call for being a Raider Nation podcast fan, brother. Thank you so much. We can't wait to see you here in Oaktown sometime. Better get on over here. Let us know so we can treat you like the king because that's the way it works here at the Coliseum. On that note, let's get to Sean Dog. Hey, Raider, Greg, and Randy. It's Sean Dog here, guys. How are we doing today? 45 days, 5 hours, 2 minutes, and 21 seconds as I call. Just wanted to check in again and say, you know, uh, it's a lot of fun hearing my voice on the podcast. Um, but uh, beers and shots are in our near future, 45 days in the parking lot. The tailgate uh, at the Coliseum is just off the hook. I've been to a few uh, across the country, and, and, and no one does it like we do here in Oakland. I was uh, at the Jets game last year, the year before, I think, and uh, – you know, it's pretty green out there, but I tell you, I saw more silver and black fans, flags, barbecues, beers being handed out. We walked up to a group that uh, was just rocking, introduced ourselves as fans from Oakland, and were immediately brought in as family. And that's just what the nation brings. It's just an amazing thing. It's, it's the Raider Nation. It's the Raider International Nation as well, because I was in Buenos Aires, Argentina not too long ago, and you could just see dudes wearing Raider hats, Raider jerseys. I'm not even sure they knew what the hell they were wearing, but it was just goddamn cool to see us represented across the world. So, man, the season's coming up. I'm excited. I think we're going to have us a kick-ass offense, which just does great things to allow our defense to play up to their potential. Uh, We're going to be a force to be reckoned with. You know, it's not going to be a great season, but I'm looking forward to something better. Oh, man, this is the year. Of course, I've been saying that for the past couple of years, but I mean it. Like I have the past couple of years, this is the year. But like I said, brother, I look forward to seeing you at the tailgate. Man, come on up to uh, my seats on Mount Davis. I'll buy you a beer, a shot, and maybe 12 more beers after that. Um, And I just cannot tell you how pumped I am. Uh, My wife and I have renewed our deal, which is on Sundays when the Raiders are on the road. I DVR the game and we all go to church together which is very nice and I pray for the nation and when the Raiders are at home I'm in the seats she says honey you can leave Saturday night I don't need to see you until Monday morning (laughs) hope that's a good deal church during the year to pray and then Sundays are all ours go Raiders great show again Greg talk to you soon look forward to meeting you maybe we'll see you out there at uh, training camp as well Napa wine break some bones rock on brother Go Nation. Don Dog, counting the moments until football season. The wife, she is awesome. You got a great system. You got to pray for the nation. (laughs) Uh, And you're funny, man. This is the year. This is the year. That's the mantra of the Raider Nation. We always say that. And you know why we say it? I'll tell you, there's good reason why the Raider Nation says this is the year. This is the year. We say it because Al Davis spends tons of money in the offseason. 
buys the things we need that he thinks can take us to the show. And that's what happens. And we expect the most, and we've been let down of late, but it's over. This is the year. <laughs> that is funny, man. You got a great take. Sean Dog, you're awesome. We will see you at the tailgate. I will definitely have some beers with you there. Uh, it will be fun. It will be exciting. If you're going to make it to the Raider Nation celebration, drop us a line. We'll, we'll hook up with you there and have a beer in the parking lot there. Because that's how the season starts, folks, at the Raider Nation celebration. There you go, another bone line experience. You guys, when the season starts, there's going to be a whole hell of a lot of bone lines. You guys are going to work it. I hope you do. Please do, man, because it makes the show really, really good. And I dig it. All <laughs> Raider Nation podcast comments forum section. We are going to be in the signing, the guest book section here today. You know what, man? This football thing is killing me. This is the dark time. This is the time when you just want to see some football somewhere. I mean, even arena football is bearable. Uh, not that, you know, I'm not going to any of you arena football guys, but please. Uh, yeah, I can understand how you could go there because this time right now before training camp, that's some bullshit because there's no football. <sighs> it's killing me. It's killing me. Okay. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Guest book. Here we go. Navy Rob. Navy Rob, a regular contributor to the show in every way, man. Navy Rob and his family, brothers and his dad. Very cool. Hey, it's Navy Rob. Currently, I'm stationed at a naval air station in Point Magoo, California. It's about an hour north of Los Angeles on the 101 in Ventura County. I'm a second-class petty officer as an aviation electronics technician, but my primary duties are being a naval air crewman. I am a loadmaster for the mighty C-130 Hercules, and I love it! I've been to 36 states, 28 countries, and include UK, Spain, Germany, Italy, Japan, and Australia. Right on, brother. This is one of the five birds in my squadron, VR. Are you 351? He goes and shows the, the plane. It's pretty cool. Well, I feel I'm a huge Raider fan, but when I read Raider Mayak, I was a fan since 1983, and Randy had season tickets back in 81. I feel bad since I wasn't a fan until 91. <laughs> uh, then again, I was born in 82, for crying out loud, and raised here around L.A. I didn't get started until my dad took me to... Mm, a Los Angeles Raiders game, uh, which we were all, which was, was all versus the Broncos. I love it. I remember watching Howie chase down the Horsemouth Elway. Ah, I hate Denver. I feel you, brother. I think I went to three games before they moved back home when I was 13. I've been to one away game, and that was in 05 when the Raiders went to Philadelphia, and I was stationed in Willow Grove 
which is about 30 miles northwest of Philly. Now I'm back home, and at least 2010, I have made the trip up to Mecca for preseason and three regular season games. Go Raiders! Navy Rob is awesome, man. He's been to the tailgate. He's a great dude. He's got a great Raider family, his pop, his brothers. It's very awesome. I had a, a pleasure meeting them at the tailgate, and we were rocking. Sheldon won. Rookie member comes in. Hello, my name is Sheldon. I live in Kentucky, born and raised. I am passionate about two teams, my beloved Kentucky Wildcats and the Oakland Raiders. I have yet to see a Raiders game or any other NFL live yet, but some of my buddies went to watch the Bengals play a few times and said it was great. I hope to be able to catch a game next season. I became a lifelong Raider fan in 1984 when they dismantled the Redskins in the Super Bowl that year. My neighbor and I were the only Raider fanatics in the area, so we were surrounded by Raider haters at every turn. But we still fly our colors proudly. Raiders rule. Death to all who oppose. <laughs> right on, right on. Now let's see. Raider Vargas. Hi, well... You can see I'm Raider Vargas of Newark, Delaware. My memory is like crap, but I still love the Raiders for a very long time. Actually, ever since I got first got into football. I love the Raiders, good or bad. I will ride, ride or die with them. Being as though I'm from the East Coast, it's basically Eagle Country. <laughs> I get to hear the hate. I bet you do, Pata, because Eagle fans are brutal. <laughs> As far as my favorite players, well, here's it goes. Willie Brown, Howie Long, Napoleon Kaufman, he was great too. Charles Woodson, yeah, he could play too. Right on, man. I'm going to go over here one more. Let's see. There's some great ones in there. You guys should get into this section because it is very, very cool. Okay. Nagan Raider. I'm very late to this, but I'll give it a swirl. My name is Mark. And I'm from Roanoke, Virginia, over here on the East Coast. I've been a Raiders fan for forever, it seems like to me. I'll be honest, though. Originally, I went from a Redskins fan to a Bears fan to a Giants fan until settling on the Raiders some years ago. I believe I really started becoming a fan with Bo and Marcus. Uh, we're in the backfield handling things. You better believe it. But I've always been intrigued. Hey, you know what? Raider Nation's from everywhere, man. Welcome to the nation. Over the years, my love for the Raiders have grown beyond measure. There you go, man. That's true. I used to be one of the ones that had two teams. It was the Giants and Oakland. I tried to like the Panthers and then the Falcons and even the Bears, but it just didn't seem right. <laughs> That's because you're a Raider fan, Panda. But when you come down to a true fan, you know you're an Oakland fan. You realize the truth. There can be no other team but the Raiders. Honestly, I can give a rat's rear end about any other team other than Oakland. I'm a football fan. I like reading up on the scores and just discussing football. But I am a Raider fan. I'm going to stay a Raider fan until I go to the grave. The past couple of years, I've been trying. It lets me know that I am a true fan because a true fan sticks by its team no matter what. That's right, because you're sticking by the Raiders here, Padna. Nagan Raider, that's right. 
what would happen if Oakland were to move? Don't know, but if they were moved back to L.A., there'd be no doubt that I'd still be a Raider fan. I'd be pissed off Raider fan, but still a Raider fan. But I'm not thinking about that right now, so screw it. (laughs) I've never seen a Raiders game. I had a chance to go to Tennessee Titans game, but things came up and I was able to, to attend. It sucks because the Raiders have been over here on the East Coast a number of times, and every time it seems as if something comes up. But I swore to myself that if before I leave this earth, I will fly to Oakland and attend an Oakland Raiders game. How can you be a Raiders fan and not attend a game at the Mecca? Anyways, I love the team, even though I've gone through five straight seasons of hell. Eventually, we'll be back on our winning way. Well, Nagan Raider, that's cool. That's very cool. You made a couple great points. Raider fans are from everywhere, man. They come from all over. And you're in Tennessee. I'm surprised you didn't go see the Raiders. But if you have an opportunity, you got to go. And I'll tell you, this is another thing. That when the Raiders play in Oakland, you cannot beat it. I'm telling everybody out there. If you have an opportunity, put your ass in a seat. You got to get on it, partner. Because these games, the fans, the atmosphere, it's just too much, and I cannot even tell you how insanely fun it is, and how intense it is, and how cool it is. So you got to check it out, get up there, and get to the Mecca, get to the Coliseum, tailgate with the Raider Nation podcast, or wherever, we'll find you. Because that's how it rolls. We're almost to training camp, folks. We've got a couple weeks left. News should be coming about Lamont Jordan pretty soon. We'll check it out, and we'll get back to you on our next show. Thank you for listening to the Raider Nation podcast. I've been doing my summer thing, along with Randy. has been doing his summer thing, and that's the way it rolls. So I hope everyone is safe and sane out there. This is Raider Craig.